Good morning, Northlanders, and welcome to Sound Off. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three-term member of the Duluth School Board. Now, Sound Off, and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. KDAL time is 10 11 uh, a little bit of a glitch here to start the morning nothing uh too severe 15 degrees and sunshine yeah we have the sunshine going for us and we have the snow and brad will be joining us here in just a moment uh so bear with us here we do have a shortened day today uh, sound off is uh, starting an hour early and uh, we will be leaving the airwaves at noon when the uh, minnesota twins come on the air playing the new york yankees so Brad will be with us here temporarily. Did you get any snow? Okay. Did you get much snow? Okay. I'll stop making jokes about it. <laughs> yeah, we got blasted. Officially at the National Weather Service in Duluth, two-day total of 12.5 inches. Yeah, that's all. Okay, I'll stop making jokes about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we got a lot of snow, 12 and a half inches officially at the National Weather Service. Now, on Saturday, 5.9 inches. That was a record for the day. So we did set a daily record on Saturday. Uh, what was that? Uh, March 11th, 5.9 inches. That broke the old record of 5.2 back in 1942. And then yesterday, officially, 6.6. That gives us a whopping 23 inches for the month, well above normal for the month. On the year, on the season, rather, this this winter season, 116.4 inches. Oh, wait, I hear a voice. Is that you? <laughs> there he is. Yes, it is me. Okay. 40... I'm sorry, I was taking a little nap back there. <laughs> Brad, Brad, we have had enough snow, 43 inches above normal. But here's the best part. We have a snow depth of 37 inches. We're one inch away from the all-time record snow depth Depth. for for the month. And we are Monday, or I'm sorry, March 13th. This is a record for this date, March 13th. And we're only halfway through the month. (laughs) I've got good news, Brad. One week from today, winter officially ends the spring equinox. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, come on. So no more a week from today. Uh, when spring arrives, but yeah, we we had it. We just got a ton of snow. The best part about it is it wasn't heavy snow. We did not even get an inch of precip out of this. Point nine, uh, nine tenths of an inch of precip out of twelve okay. and a half inches. But it but it blew all over the place, and uh, I had some people send me uh, notes on Facebook, and they said where the plows were out and the plows were plowing, it was just blowing into every crack and crevice everywhere. So, A lot of wind. Officially at the National Weather Service yesterday, sustained winds of 29 miles an hour out of the northeast. A wind gust, again, this is at the airport, 45 miles an hour. However, down on Lake Superior, Sky Harbor Airport yesterday had a... A max wind gust of 56 miles an hour. And with heavy snow falling. Snow blowing around there. Yeah, actually, we had blizzard conditions on Park Point and parts of Superior. I know Dave Strandberg said he had a lot of snow and wind. And we were actually in blizzard uh, conditions. But, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you, it's uh, it, it. That's all I could see on the weather and uh, and all the channels when I was on uh, both Minneapolis and Duluth today. They were they were just talking about the depth of snow and how much snow we're getting and how much. Now, February has been what has been one of the uh, one of the biggest snow months over the years or something well or no not not february march april april well, the record for april is what 50 inches 50.8 okay that's the snowiest month on record 50.8 in april and that happened 10 years ago we're coming up on the 10 year anniversary of that so <laughs> yeah Jeez. so april could be a surprise for us but stay tuned well, I'll tell you, we got lots of things to talk about and only two hours to do it this morning, so we better get into it. Uh, do we have a bank problem in this country all of a sudden? Uh, apparently we do. Can you imagine that? Yeah. I, I never would dream that there'd be some day I'd be waiting outside my bank that failed me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and we have had we've had three of them now, according to what I was reading here. Uh, you know, it said the uh, this uh, the bank that collapsed over the weekend, the Silicon Valley Bank on Friday, that one was loaded with uh, high tech uh, loans and stuff. Depositors at the Signature Bank, which was the government, uh, which the government disclosed was shut down Sunday by New York bank regulators. The collapse of, Sig- of Signature marks the third bank failure in a week. In a week, Silvergate, a California-based bank that made loans, and of course, this is where they got into the trouble, Kenny. We made loans to the cryptocurrency companies. You know, like the guy that was worth $50 billion or whatever and now can't find a dime to put up for his own defense. Um, announced Wednesday it would cease operations and liquidate its assets. Among the carnage, the Fed also announced that it would set up an emergency lending program with approval from the Treasury to funnel funding to eligible banks and help ensure that they are able to meet the needs of all their depositors. So who's going to get stuck with this bill? The taxpayers, right? I mean, if if a bank fails, if a bank like uh, Friday, the F- FDIC took Sil- Silicon Valley Bank, uh, putting nearly a hundred and seventy-five billion in customer deposits under the regulator's control. They don't have the money to pay it. So, so according to uh, President Biden this morning, as he was reading off his script. We're we're going to make this good. We're 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 uh, and I don't know what the we must have something in his pocket or something. But we're going to make this good. We're we're not going to let any of these depositors go without their money. We're going to make sure the money's in there. Well, who's we? The taxpayers. That's who we are. So so if you if a bank doesn't have to worry about its collapse. If it knows the federal government's going to swoop in and take care of all of its customers, what's the incentive for it to do a good job? That's that's the question, I guess, that has to be well, asked. I know there was a lot of concern, too, that, uh, who was it, Barney Frank? He was a member of that board. Uh, that is the bank that he joined after retiring from Congress. And oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, okay. and of course, he's the... Uh, 
the uh, I think he's a co-author of this. Uh, oh God, what was it uh, called? Frank Dodd uh, policy. Yes, uh, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And basically, what that well, is uh, is that he sat on the Dodd Frank. It was Dodd, uh, uh, law of Dodd Frank. It imposed additional regulatory safeguards on banks with more than fifty billion in assets. And then they had these rollbacks that that passed this week, among other things, that raised the threshold to two hundred fifty billion. Oh, jeez! <laughs> you know, when they talk billions, do you have any idea what they're talking about? No, I don't. But the interesting thing about this, Brad, is Signature Bank has more than forty billion in assets can now grow significantly without automatically facing additional regulation. Frank served on Signature's board for three years and has received more than $1 million in payments from the bank during that time. Whoa. Well, good for Barney. He's doing quite well after retirement, eh? (laughs) Well, again, he's he's the one that uh, changed his own law. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you, one of uh, one of our listeners sent me something over the weekend when I was reading this about the banks this morning. I thought, boy, is this appropriate? Because you and I, we don't have a, we wouldn't have a clue. If somebody said to me, uh, well, how much is a billion dollars, Brad? R- write it out in zeros. I, I wouldn't even know. I, I really. Oh, you could write it out. Well, I might be able to. Is it nine zeros? Is that in a billion? <laughs> I don't know. Well, here's here's one way to to kind of comprehend it. Okay. There's a million thousands in a billion. A million thousands. One in a million. million. <laughs> thousands. Oh my god. How many millions are in a billion? 1000 million are in a 1, billion. 1000 million. Oh, that's weird. That's crazy. I, I got an easier way. Yeah. Do this. A billion seconds ago, it was 1959. A billion minutes ago, Jesus was alive on this planet. A billion hours ago, our ancestors were living in the Stone Age. Jeez. And a billion days ago... No one walked on the earth on two feet. We, we, you we know, were still crawling around. Th- that that really does put things into perspective. And when you think that there are actual billionaires, multi-billionaires, yeah. that are uh, alive, just, they couldn't spend all their money. No, there's no way they could. That's why you see these guys like, uh, the, you know, like Facebook uh yeah, big timers and all Gates, those guys. Why you Musk. see them setting up these uh, these foundations and giving the money away? Because they couldn't spend it all in their lifetime if they had to. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Well, you know what? Let's uh, let's try to stay on track. Now you're going to let me know because it's a little different this morning. So you're going to kind of let me know when, uh, for example, A plus usually comes in the second hour on Monday. So when whenever we can get them, we'll just take them right. Yes, yeah, we're going to do things a little differently today, yeah. I'll let you know. Okay. 
All right. When then uh, we're going to go to this first break. Uh, let me let me just do this as we're going to this break because I know Les Grumdahl is thinking, "Wow, look at the snow out there." Remember last winter when you swore you'd do something about those old drafty windows that were costing you a fortune on heating. And now here we are, more and more snow, bigger and bigger drifts, and we're turning on the heat and raking up the coals uh, on heating your home. Stop the madness. Has, have less Grumdahl window and siding. Install new energy-efficient Infinity by Marvin Altrex fiberglass replacement windows, which are energy-efficient and protect your wallet and yourself from excess energy bills. And all you got to do is call them today at 728 728- Three zero six zero. That's seven two eight three zero six zero. Or visit lesgrumdahl dot com on the internet. So Kenny, when you need new windows or doors to stop that snow, who are you going to call? Les Grumdahl, Duluth Central, class of nineteen seventy five, and a heck of a nice guy. Thank you very much, and a handsome guy too. All right. Well, we'll be right back after this break. KDAL. KDAL time is 1026, sunshine, 17 degrees, no snow is falling, and I've got 22 degrees at the Army Corps of Engineer, and a light wind out of the north about four miles an hour. Hibbing checks in 13, northeast wind at 10, and let's go to Hayward, Hayward, Wisconsin, overcast, 24, and uh, north wind at 8, gusting to 18 in Hayward. That's got to feel kind of good to say uh, no snow falling, huh? <laughs> no snow falling, but uh, stay tuned. Apparently, we've got another system that's moving in, and uh, we're going to... Oh, no! Yeah, Thursday and Friday, and they're saying that there could be some more uh, heavier accumulations, not heavier than what we had. I don't want to say yeah. that, but, you know, more than an inch or two right now. But stay tuned. Uh, this is all preliminary, but uh, Thursday, rain and snow likely. Friday, snow likely. Friday night. Whoa. And then Saturday, a chance of snow. And that's, I know we're only Monday, but uh, be prepared for more snow. Possibly. I talked to a couple of friends this morning from up in the Duluth area, and, and quite frankly, they've had enough of snow, <laughs> both of them. Well, it's not the snowiest we've ever been, but it's close. Yeah. Well, let me let me give you a couple of more of this uh, because the guy sent me this about billions. He said a billion dollars ago was only eight hours and 20 minutes at the rate of our government is spending. While this thought is still fresh in your brain, let's take a look at New Orleans. It's amazing what you can learn with some simple division. Louisiana Senator uh, Mary Landro was asking Congress for $250 billion to rebuild New Orleans after the last big flood. Well, what does that mean? Well, if you, uh, if you are one of the 484,674 residents of New Orleans, every man, woman, and child, you each would get $516,528. But if you have one of the 188,251 homes in New Orleans, your home 
would get $1,329,787. Or if you are a family of four, your family would get $2,066,012. Hello, Washington, D.C. Are all your calculators broke? Yeah, one billion is a one thousand millions. Million. One thousand, thousand millions million. is a billion. And another way to kind of put it into perspective, my grandpa told me this one time. He said a billion is so big if you took nine hundred ninety nine million and added or if you took nine hundred and ninety nine million and added another million you'd have a billion wow a thousand million equal a billion well you know and and the funny thing kenny this this piece this guy sent me goes on and it i've heard this other thing before but why are we talking about this i'm curious now well because it well it 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 helps to kind of let people know what a billion is but he, he goes on to say in this that a hundred years ago, we had none of these taxes. And he, they list all the taxes that have happened in the last hundred years. Building permit taxes, license tax, cigarette tax, corporate income tax, dog, dog license tax, federal tax, fuel consumption tax, hunting tax, inheritance tax, on and on and on and on. We never had any of those and yet our nation was the most prosperous in the world. We had absolutely no national debt. We had the largest middle class in the world, and moms stayed home to raise the kids. What happened? Says, can you spell politicians and giving money away to special interest groups? That's what happened. You know, well, you know what, we got to take our CBS News break, but this ties in really good to what's happening in the Minnesota Capitol right now, and I'll let you know about that when we come back after this quick break. KDAL time, 1034, sunshine, cold uh, temperatures, 20 degrees in Superior, 19 degrees in Two Harbors, uh, 19 at Sky Harbor, 16 in Cloquet, and Hibbing, uh, last check, 13 degrees. So we've got some cold air sticking around uh, the final week of winter <laughs> the winter season oh yeah because i wonder if we're do you think we'll see grass by july <laughs> that's a good question we should no yes we'll see grass in may okay i've always cut grass so. in may i have cut my grass yeah. in may yeah, i don't know about this year <laughs> yeah exactly Boy, my neighbor up in Zenith sent me a picture of my place. Yeah. Ooh, looks pretty desolate. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, this was a doozy. Again, total snow at the National Weather Service, 12.5 inches. There were areas of Duluth that saw 16 or more inches. Yeah. And I don't know, at the K Ranch, it's hard to measure. I measured, I don't even want to say this because people will say, oh, what are you t-? I, I measured nine inches. Hey, did your guy come by? He did after I was done. Oh, no. <laughs> Maurice. <laughs> yeah, he came by. And well, I said, he was probably busy with other yeah, yeah, he was well. probably busy with other places. And, you know, but that's great that you got a guy, you know, yeah. in case you, you can't get to it. Yeah. Well, let me ask you the question, Kenny. Uh, um, 
facilities of higher learning, like universities, aren't they, spo- aren't they supposed to be a place where they educate us on things like finances and real life experiences and things like that? Yeah. You're, okay. Yeah. Well, where I'm going with this is this. The University of Minnesota, Uh-oh. the main campus, University of Minnesota, Uh-oh. is asking lawmakers for an additional $97.5 million oh, yeah. over the next two years. And do you know why they're asking them for that? Uh, tell us. <laughs> because they've had... Well, most of it is to cover a large drop in enrollments. Now, wait a minute. Okay, so if all of a sudden, uh, because of, uh, well, for example, the, the, the kids that were in college recently, within the last couple of years, were, were the remaining children of the baby boomers. And there, there was a lot of those kids out there still. But now, all of a sudden, we've seen a big drop-off in the number of kids born, the number of kids going to high schools. How many high schools have we seen over the last 10, 12 years that have said, oh, my God, we don't have any kids anymore. We've lost this number. We, we, might, we might look at uh, consolidating schools with this school, with that school. That's what you do. You learn to adapt to what you've got. But no, the University of Minnesota is saying, "Look, we got a dr- we got a large drop in enrollment, folks. We need more money because we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, you know kind of learn to live with what we got. I mean, if we've got less students, we have less need to uh, for for some teachers, less need for for janitors, less need for." Uh, people working in the cafeteria. We've got less people to put in classrooms and all those kinds of things, so we probably don't need as much money. No, 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 no. That's not the way universities work. Universities work that once they got your money, they need it even if they don't have a student in the classroom. The biggest portion of this funding, $48 million of it, would help cover a tuition shortfall that Julie Tornison, the used budget director, said was unlike any she's seen in the last 30 years working in the system. Without an increase, you get this, Kenny, here we go. Here's with the learning curve, college kids, right? Without an increase to our base appropriation in that amount, it would mean we would have to make significant budget cuts. Yeah, you don't have as many students. You got to make budget cuts. Preach it, Brad. That's kind Preach of the it. way it works. <laughs> yeah, it it does work that way, but it doesn't work there because, yeah, I mean these are. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. These with are this. these are uh, these are um, government funded opportunities of education, and see that's why. Um, sometimes you might be better off putting your kids in a private learning system where you might actually learn about the real world life. Because here's the deal. If you owned a company, you owned XYZ company, and you found out all of a sudden that uh, your market share was going down 50%, 
you weren't going to be able to sell your widgets to the market you have anymore. You got 50% less widgets to sell. What are you going to do? You're going to keep operating at the same level? Who are you going to go to? And Are you going to go to your bank and say, hey, you know what? I need about $50 million. Why do you need that? Well, because I don't have as many customers coming in to buy my widgets anymore. The bank's going to laugh you right out the door, say, let that door hit you in the butt on your way out. But not the university. We got less students, so we need more money. Man, oh, man. Ah, it just never stops. Look, we got Kurt uh, oh, no, we're going to have them. Yeah, we're going to have them very shortly. Yeah, well, but here's the problem, a, Brad, th- th- with this. This is a good lesson now for these universities to teach their students, because I think that's why they're there, is to learn. This yeah, is how inflation works. This is how uh, uh, not having enough money works. And here's what you do. <laughs> I mean, these are life lessons right now, but they'll never work that way, Brad, because they're liberal these universities, these colleges are liberal colleges. They know that the people that are in power are going to uh, basically be on their side. And uh, this is on the heels, Brad, of the president asking for taxpayers, basically, and banks to bail out students that have an obligation to pay their students loans. Exactly. So now student loan yeah. will be paid. And the schools will even have more money, but you're not going to have to spend much money because we'll take care of your loan, and we're going to give more money to the schools. It's a black hole. I know that that might be an old cliche, but it really is, Brad. It truly is. It's got to change. It's got to change. And, and of course, the other thing is is that the university system looks at, at, at the state of Minnesota right now, and they say, oh, boy, look at this. They got a $17 billion surplus. Ho-ho! Yeah. We, this is a great time to go to them and ask for more money and just tell them, well, it's because, you know, you want to see the system uh, stay as uh, vibrant and as uh, positive as it is, don't you? Well, we got a lot less students, but uh, we'd like to have at least as much money. Maybe give us a little bit more so we can give out raises and, uh, you know, maybe uh, work on some more labs and do other things. I mean, this is just absolutely unbelievable. Myron Franz, the U.S. Senior Vice President for Finance and Operations, said in an interview Friday, the tuition revenue for this year is set to come in around $966 million, some $24 million less than initially anticipated. Well, sounds like you've got to make about $24 million in cuts there, Myron. I know that's that's harsh. I know that's harsh. But either that or you got to find a way to recruit some kids to go to school there that uh oh and then they say uh then they say we well, the other problem is we're having uh we we've seen changes in the number of credits kids are taking and in the mix of in and out of state uh, of uh, in-state and out-state students who pay different rates. The shortfall drew the attention of both Republicans and DFLers. Um, we got to understand the pace of change and the acceleration in every critical, uh, you know, in every critical thing. Representative Nathan Coulter, a DFL or a course from Bloomington, said he finds some concern with the request, noting that the shortfall accounts for nearly half of the new request. Half. This request is the second time this year that the university has asked lawmakers for additional funding. 
Its original budget request included $205 million increase to cover the costs of inflation, public safety programs, and financial aid, among other expenses. Well, then they give financial aid, and then they want to say, well, you don't have to pay it back. You know, you don't have to pay those loans back. The U's last request included $40.5 million to help cover the cost of tuition freezes for undergraduate students who live in Minnesota. See, because two years ago when the pandemic hit hard, um, the legislator said, you know what, you, this would be a good time for you to freeze your tuition because, you know, kids aren't going to be going to school. You're going to be remote learning. Uh, might, might be a good time to freeze tuition. And here they were getting the same amount of money, just like kids were in the classroom every day. Exactly. <laughs> this is a scam, Brad. It is. It's all part of a huge scam. And now, again, I, I'll say it again, that these students are... I have a feeling that this uh, loan forgiveness, this student debt uh, plan, I think it's going to go through. I think it passes. Yeah, you never we'll know. See. We'll uh, see. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you just don't know. The remaining $9 million in the U's new request will pay for scholarship programs to cover undergraduate tuition and fees for American Indian students. Now, okay, take a deep breath, Brad. <sighs> okay, so who has all the gaming operations in the state of Minnesota? Who gets all the gambling revenue in the state of Minnesota? American Indian tribes. Don't you think they could kick in a little gimme-gimme to help pay for college tuition for their students? Am I out of line there? Is that wrong? I mean, we just we just approved uh, sports betting. And what was the sports betting caveat? Well, it's got to be run through the Indian casinos. It's got to go through the tribes. They've got to be able to get their fair share out of it. Well, then pay a little bit to have your Native American students educated in our facilities. Wow. Anyway, I'll get off of that one. I, you know, I guess I, somebody can call me and tell me I'm just wrong and why I'm wrong in thinking that. But uh, in the meantime, I want to talk to someone with a little bit of a level head. And that's our friend Kurt from Overday Plus Computers in Superior on 1910 Tower Avenue. He's a guy that if you need some help for your computer system... If uh, if your computer has froze up like mine did one time and uh, I took it in, this was when Bob was still in, doing business. I took it into Bob and he showed me my fan after he took the hood off the uh, component. It had so much hair and so much dust in it, the blades wouldn't even spin, Kurt. <laughs> morning, Brad. Yeah. No, we, we see that a lot. We see a, we see a lot of different things in the in the computer, which uh, is one of the things with our our diagnostics this month, which is free. We do blow out all the machines while they're in, so we clear the clear the fans, clear the heat sinks. Um, and winter is really not a good time. There's a lot of dust buildup, especially if people have uh, fireplaces or I have a wood pellet stove, things like that. They uh, tend sure. to create a little more dust, so things get clogged up. Get get clogged up a lot more. 
So absolutely, they do, and, and and we don't even think about the that this computer uh, terminal that we have under our desk or whatever has a fan in it to keep things cool so they don't overheat. Well, if you got so much dust and hair, and if you got a couple of pets, maybe a cat or a dog, you're going to get a lot of hair there too. And what an opportunity this month at A plus. Uh, to bring your unit in to Kurt and have them do a free diagnostic on it. I mean, that's that's just uh, superb. Another thing, Brad, that people don't think about with laptops is uh, they should always be put on a hard surface. So a lot of times kids and college-age college kids, they'll, uh, they'll have them sitting on table or on uh, beds or pillows while they use them on their lap. And that's not oh, good either. Oh, sure. All the airflow and circulation. So. Uh, laptops should always be on some type of a hard surface. Uh, otherwise, you can overheat them and burn them up. And we've seen that uh, quite a few times. So uh, we're wow. have, have put them on pillows. Now, not allow you. Now, Kurt, Kurt, laptops don't really have a fan, though, do they? I mean, you, oh, sure you they just do. got yes, portals. Oh, they do? Yeah, okay. A, a, all laptops have a little fan in there. Uh, and and those those go bad also and start making a lot of noise. So. Uh, there's bearings in there that can go with dust getting in there, too. So uh, laptops get blown out also for the heat sinks and the fans. All right. Well, there you learned something this morning yourself, uh, listeners. Uh, I didn't understand the laptops even had a fan. And and I'll tell you what, talking about college, talking about sending kids to school, uh, A-plus has a fantastic program where they renovate uh, used computers that have maybe been, you know, were working in a company. Maybe a company had 10 or 12 computers. They're industrial grade, and they really work well normally. They're very heavy duty. The kids have a hard time breaking them. Uh, you know what? Kurt will re- rejuvenate those, put some new systems in them, and uh, sell them as a used appliance to you, and, and your kids will be happy for a long, long time. So, so, Kurt, all month long through the end of uh, March, we're going to have free diagnostic checks. That means they have to bring the computer over to your location at 1910 Tower Avenue, right? Correct. So um, what we do with the diagnostics is any kind of problems you're having or think you're having, uh, we do a full hardware scan on the machine. We blow the machine out. And then if it isn't a hardware issue and software issue, once the hardware scan is done, then we evaluate the software problem and what's going on with it uh, and uh, what it's going to take to fix the machine and uh, give you a call and go from there. Fantastic. Well, here, I'm going to let you know, folks, uh, if you need to get a hold of Kurt and the fine folks at A-plus Computer, a couple of different ways you can contact him. Uh, you can either pick up the phone and dial him at 715-395-8333. That's 715 715- Three nine five eight three three three, or you can just drive over to Superior, Wisconsin. Nineteen ten Tower Avenue is where you will find a plus computer, new computers, used computers, diagnostic testing, uh, things to add to your computer, software protection, virus protections, all the things you need if you've got a computer. A plus computers, good people to know. Thank you, Kurt. Appreciate it very much. And we uh, we have to take our Minnesota news break, folks. We'll be back. KDAL time, 10.55.23 at the Army Corps, northeast wind at about 5 miles an hour, and sunshine. 
Oh, nice. Sunshine's a good thing. <laughs> it helps. and uh, Yes. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I was going to say something, and now I forgot. Oh, coldest in the lower 48 this morning. Minus 17 at Bismarck, North Dakota. Ooh. Yeah. There minus, were, minus 17. Minus All 17 right. at Bismarck. Coldest in the lower 48. There were two other locations in North Dakota as well, but uh, 17 below at Bismarck this morning. Uh, coldest in the lower 48. Brad, today is Canine Veterans Day. Canine Veterans Day. So dogs that have my been... My dog has never been in the military, no. Oh, okay. Well, neither is mine. Um, but uh, no, it, yours yours definitely wouldn't be in the military. The first time a shot would go off, you're yeah. be in the next county somewhere. <laughs> oh boy, uh, we're we're going to come back with our number two quickly, and we're going to get into a lot of things because there's a lot of things going on down at the Capitol. But Nikki Haley commented this morning. You know, she's one of the first candidates out of the shoot running for president on the Republican side. And she said about Joe Biden's response this morning to the Silicon Valley Bank. She said, Joe Biden is pretending this isn't a bailout. It is. Now, depositors at healthy banks are forced to subsidize Silicon Valley Bank mismanagement. When the depositors insurance fund runs dry, all bank customers are on the hook. That's a public bailout. Depositors should be paid by selling off uh, Silicon Valley bank assets, not by the public. Taxpayers should not be responsible. So uh, Nikki Haley's jumping in, the, jumping in the well here with both feet on this uh, deal. And uh, she's pretty much right. This is, uh, you know, this happened because these banks made very questionable loans to a lot of tech businesses, and some of them didn't do out too well. Anyway, we'll be back. Hour number two coming up shortly here on Sound Off, so stay tuned for that on the shortened edition this morning here on 610 KDAL. KDAL.